Now the Big Ten is eyeing some ACC schools. Plus, we'll check in on the Cornhuskers camp and some big news out of Ohio State. Lockdown Big Ten starts now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you so much for making us your first listen each and every day. We really appreciate it. And we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. So we're going to get into uh, all the latest with expansion. Now the Big Ten may be focusing on the ACC. I'll explain. Plus, uh, we'll check in on Matt Rule's first Cornhuskers camp and some huge news out of Ohio State and our Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics. Stay around for that at the end. It's always a lot of fun. And be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, first, the news out of Ohio State. Ohio State Buckeyes Athletic Director Gene Smith has announced that he will retire effective June 30th, 2024. It's been there since 2005. Don't know if he feels like it's ready. Don't know if he feels like he wants to deal with expansion anymore. Whatever the case is, he will be gone next summer. And in his tenure, he has overseen Jim Tressel, Tattoogate, and all that. Urban Meyer had the suspension at the end of that tenure there to deal with. And, of course, Ryan Day. Going to dive a little deeper into this tomorrow on the next podcast on Lockdown Big Ten. So check that out. Meanwhile, one year ago, the Big Ten added USC and UCLA, and then everything stopped. That was it, just the two of them. They could have had Washington and Oregon back then. Why didn't they? Then Commissioner Kevin Warren said that he didn't want to end the Pac-12. Although I would argue taking the two crown jewels, USC and UCLA, was pretty much the beginning of the end. So what changed last week where all of a sudden now it's okay to take Washington and Oregon? You know, some say, and like Washington State President Kirk Schultz, they thought they had a deal with Apple Plus and streaming as of late as uh, August 1st. Everything was good. Schools were going to stay. Everything's fine. And they thought all oh, every school is going to get $20 million on the streaming deal plus subscriptions. But I think it goes back a couple weeks before that. That was the Pac-12 media day they had on that Friday afternoon. And George Kliakoff announced to everybody, hey, we're going to have our media day, but I'm not ready to announce our TV deal just yet. That was a huge red flag for me because that would have been a perfect opportunity to say he had saved the day, swooped in there, and here's the deal. I knew something was up. I knew it wasn't good enough at that point. And I think all the other schools kind of nodded and like, okay, we'll go. We'll do media day. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. But I think when they got together at that media day and talked amongst themselves and talked to George Kleokoff, the commissioner, behind the scenes, privately, and they saw what was on the table or what wasn't on the table, 
I think that's when they left and, you know, they nodded, they smiled, they shook hands and bolted and then started speed dialing other people. Like, what are we going to do? I got to call the big 10 or I got to call the big 12, depending on what the school was, because they realized it wasn't going to be good enough. Meanwhile, Kliakoff thinks everything's fine. He says no schools are leaving. Washington State thinks everything's good. And then all of a sudden, Colorado announces like the next day they're out of there, going to the Big 12. The Arizona schools in Utah bailed shortly thereafter, going to the Big 12. At that point, Oregon and Washington and those rumors started with the Big 10. That's when Fox got involved. That's a big, big part of this puzzle. They like the matchups. Fox doesn't want to be showing Washington State versus Arizona State. They want Washington in the big house taking on Michigan. They want those marquee games. They pushed this deal over the top with Tony Petiti, the commissioner, and added to the eight-year, $7 billion media rights deal they just signed. But as we mentioned in prior podcasts here on Lockdown Big Ten, you know, the Big Ten schools didn't want to divide their pie by two other schools. They didn't want two more mouths to feed. So what were Washington and Oregon going to bring to the table? Well, Fox fixed that problem by sprinkling in a little more money. And schools like Washington State and the others, they got left behind. In fact, Washington State, their president said he was stunned. It was almost like he was sleeping. Like, what happened? Conference disappeared. There's no TV deal. We're stuck. We don't have anywhere to go. And all these other schools are gone. But, you know, if you look back on it, the Pac-12 had a chance to expand a couple times a few years ago. They took a couple of stabs at Oklahoma and Texas, and they couldn't close the deal. And that was the beginning of the end. That that turned out to be the fatal problem for the Pac-12. They couldn't grow, let alone not lose people. Their former commissioner, he tried to get that deal done. And instead of seeing the Pac-12 in, that probably would have ended the Big 12 back then. But the Big 12 was smart. They saw the writing on the wall. Texas and Oklahoma eventually do are leaving. But they've been adding schools, keeping their size, keeping their TV deals together. Now, the problem for them and the problem for everybody else was the Texas Longhorn deal. Texas had its own individual TV deal separate from everybody else. It was a problem in the Big 12. It would have been a problem in the Pac-12. That's why they couldn't get that deal closed to get Texas to move to the Pac-12. The Longhorn Network is finally going away next year as they move with Oklahoma to the SEC. Problem solved. So now what? As the big get bigger. The Big Ten, I'm telling you, they're eyeing the ACC and the football-centric schools in the ACC. I I don't think it's a coincidence that they only took Washington and Oregon. I, I think the Big Ten wants to go to 20. Some of you have sent me messages on YouTube and also on Twitter at TalkBig10. You think they're going to 24 teams. Some of you think it's going to be just 30 teams and just be a mega super conference. That may happen all well and good. It may be. But I think in the meantime, I think the, the initial plan is to expand to 20. And that's why they didn't take Stanford and Cal even though the school, uh, a lot of school presidents wanted them in because they like the prestige of the academic schools. But this isn't about academics. I've told you this before. All about TV, money, and football. That's all it is. So they wanted to keep that open real estate to bring in in case they had a better deal from some uh, better teams. And you look at the football-centric teams in the ACC, like Clemson and Florida State. You know Florida State was making noise about their horrible TV deal last week. 
They're real. Schools like Clemson and Florida State are looking at the math and they're like, we're making $30 million a year less than Indiana and Northwestern. And that bothers them. That really bothers them. And over the course of the next 13 years of this TV deal, they'll fall like $400 million behind Florida State going to make $400 million less than Indiana, Northwestern and Purdue, for example, in uh, in the Big Ten. So they want a piece of that action. There's no doubt, but they just can't get out of that deal. It's all going to come down to lawyers and the ACC and probably ESPN. Uh, you know, the networks are running these TV deals, this, these football uh, conferences now. Anyway, maybe ESPN gets creative. I don't know that they let anybody out of the contract because ESPN is just hemorrhaging money and all they have is the SEC and ACC right now. But uh, it's all about bigger and more lucrative football. But maybe the big picture here is that there will be two or three super conferences, and they're going to act like the NFL. Maybe they'll have their own championship amongst themselves. Um, I will tell you this. I will make this prediction. A little bit less than a year from now, between July 1st and August 1st, 2024, Two, uh, two more ACC teams are coming to the Big Ten one way or another, or the Big 20 or whatever we're going to call it. Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, Virginia, maybe, who knows, but some combination of that, they're coming. And um, I think uh, I think you know too. I've read your comments, but uh, feel free to hit me up on Talk Big Ten and the comments on YouTube as well. Those comments are always welcome. Next, we are going to check on Matt Rule and his first Cornhusker camp as we continue right here on Lockdown Big Ten. I want to tell you about FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Check this out. This is fun because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So you just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you get bonus bets for every victory. Along the way, you could bet on point spreads, player props, over-unders. I love those. And, and just about anything. Just a little side tip. I did a little homework for you on FanDuel right now. The Kansas City Chiefs plus 600 to win the Super Bowl. The Eagles are plus 800. And the Jets are plus 1,700. Aaron Rodgers, maybe that'd be worth it for you. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. All right. Observations from the Cornhuskers camp. A lot of excitement and enthusiasm about this. Matt Rule's first year. He's taken over after the worst six year run in the, or the worst six years in the last 70 years for Nebraska. Uh, Matt Rule's getting everybody to buy into practice. He talks about how he wants to own the state, put a fence around the state and recruit. He says there's enough talent there, although he also did mention he's going to go down to Texas and Florida and Georgia and get uh, get recruits there. And, you know, he's got the connections at Texas because he was at Baylor for so long. He'd be foolish not to continue to milk those. So he's going to. And then he said something I thought was really interesting. He said and we've talked about this before too, when we were previewing the season here on lockdown, big 10 last year was Scott Frost. And the year before these last two years, I think Nebraska has lost more one score games than anybody in the country. Everybody thought, wow, they were that close. One play here, one play there. They're a completely different ball ball team. And 
he says, we got to lose that mentality of losing close games and saying, oh, shucks, we were close. He called it a, a disease. It's gotta, you know, if, you, if you're close, it means you didn't get it done. I kind of like that. His offensive coordinator is Marcus Satter, Satterfield, and he's implementing a fullback, and they're going back to the old style of Nebraska, running tough inside, burning clock. He's also a big believer in the huddle. This is an interesting story. That's all I'm talking about this. He said the huddle helps create quarterback leadership and those let's go moments, getting everybody galvanized and ready to go. I and mean, think about it. When you're just a quarterback and you're 10 guys around you in the huddle, you ignore the 90,000 people around you screaming and everybody on both sidelines and all that. It's really where you, you bond with your team and you get them all on the same page. He says, you don't get that with sideline signals or play cards that they're holding up these days. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I never heard anybody really describe that. He says, look, you can still run a quick paced offense with the huddle. He says he's done it before. They're still snapping the ball with, you know, 20 seconds to go. And so they can still run a, a, a quick offense that way. He also talked about uh, how Matt rule develops players, but also develops coaches, loves coaching with Matt rule. So he's been with them for, for a long time. Satterfield and rule will have quarterback, Jeff Sims, the transfer out of Georgia Tech, who had some modest numbers over his years there. But yesterday I spoke with Derek Pearson from Lockdown Huskers, and he said, look, there's a lot of question marks with the Corn Huskers, but you know what? Jeff Sims is not one of them. He is sure as anything that this guy is going to be a hit, and he's not worried about him at all. Sims himself describes himself as unpredictable with his arms, his legs, and his mind. I like that. Uh, he says he watches a lot of quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson with all the moves, Aaron Rodgers with his mechanics, Josh Allen, just a big, powerful runner, and Tom Brady with all of his precision. Tony White, their defensive coordinator, he played at UCLA back in the 90s, and he's still shaking his head. He can't believe that UCLA is in the Big Ten now. He's going to run a 3-3-5 defense. I mean, he's going to have a nose tackle right on the center, wants everybody to hold their blocks. And he really likes the young guys that they've got up front. Uh, defensive lineman Ty Robinson, one of the more experienced guys up front, talks about having a purpose in practice, believes in coaching up the young guys and being a coach on the field. And he has a great theme for the black shirt culture. Relentless, discipline, and violent. That's pretty uh, – I like that. I like that for a defense. Well, I uh, I want to thank you uh, and make you aware of a few things, but I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. You know, I was asking you guys to help us push to 2,000 subscribers and you did it like that. We're, all, we're getting close to 2,500 now. Uh, I just It just keeps coming. I'm very humbled and grateful for it. Uh, you everydayers, our next show will have the latest from training camps, plus more of the ramifications from the Ohio State announcement that Gene Smith, their athletic director, is retiring next summer. Plus, I invite you to be on the lookout for our Lockdown Big Ten Roundtable. It's the ultimate college football preview with other Lockdown hosts. We all get together. That's going to be coming out uh, pretty soon, getting ready for the season. So be on the watch out for that. In the meantime, again, all of us, subscribe, uh, share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten. Coming up is our weekly feature that I always like to do, our Big Ten Network, Big Ten Classics. That's next right here on Lockdown Big Ten. 
We are brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. And they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton that binds on you in the summertime. Ugh, we, nobody likes that. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. In fact, um, if you go to birddogs.com right now, it's birddogs.com slash college or enter the promo code college. Make your order and you get a free white, tat, uh, white tech hat with your order. In fact, I got one right here. If you're watching on video, Got it right here. Nice little logo. Nice little white, nice white hat. Very stylish. That uh, you get for free. That's birddogs.com, Locked On College, or the promo code Locked On College for a free white tech hat. And you won't want to take your bird dogs off. That we promise you. All right. Uh, I want to take a look at the Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics coming up for the weekend. I always enjoy these. Going back in time, watching things that I remember as a kid, or maybe it was last year. It doesn't matter. We cover the gamut here. Uh, for those of you listening on audio only, I'm going to put it up on the screen that we have on video, and uh, we'll follow along. But this is what's coming up this weekend on the Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics, starting with Friday, August 11th. We started off with the Michigan State Football Classic, 2001, Michigan versus Michigan State. That is where Jeff Smoker threw a touchdown pass to TJ Duckett with one second to go in that game. They follow that out with a 1 p.m. program, Divided We Stand. It's the history of Michigan versus Michigan State. That's always fun to watch. And at 2 p.m., and by the way, these times are all Eastern. At 2 p.m., the Michigan Football Classic, the 2007 Michigan State at Michigan game. That's where Chad Henney threw a 31-yard touchdown pass to Mario Manningham with 2.38 to go. Then at 3 o'clock, Maryland training camp, Big Ten Network's been doing a cool thing. They've been going around to all the training camps and with all the schools, and they're full of interviews and analysis and insight and highlights. They package it all in together into a nice hour show. So you can watch the Maryland Terps at 3 o'clock and at 7 o'clock there uh, at the Ohio State Buckeye camp. You can check that out, and uh, I know I will be as well. Saturday, August 12th at 2 p.m., we got an Iowa football classic. 2002 Iowa versus Penn State. Now, this is a game, if you remember, Penn State had a 22-point comeback in the fourth quarter, but then C.J. Jones caught a touchdown pass, and Iowa ends up winning the game. Uh, later, at 3 o'clock, uh, the 2002 Iowa game against Michigan, that's where Brad Banks, he was a Heisman finalist for Iowa, threw for 222 yards with three touchdowns, and the number 13 Hawkeyes upset Michigan. And then at 5 o'clock, the big story, George Talaferro's life story. Uh, if you want to get all teary-eyed, uh, this, is a, this is one of the great stories. He, of course, was paralyzed on the field at Penn State, and then a year later leads the team out, night game at Penn State, and had gone through a lot of rehab just trying to relearn how to walk again. You, you'll get choked up watching that. It's one of the greatest things ever in sports. Follow that later on at 6 o'clock, the – Indiana Hoosier training camp for Bloomington, Indiana with Tom Allen. And at 7 o'clock, uh, Big Ten football in 60. 
And uh, that one is the 2022 Illinois at Indiana game. That's the season opener under the lights. Connor Basilek, 330 yards and a touchdown for a 23-20 win against a uh, Illinois team that won eight games that year. Other fun fact, I was at that game. I'll be looking for myself in the stands of that game, the season opener in Bloomington. Sunday, August 13th, 12 p.m., the Iowa Football Classic. And that is the 2008 Penn State-Iowa game. Daniel Murray, who had struggled kicking all season long, kicks a 31-yard field goal to uh, to win with one second to go. And then at 6 p.m., Purdue Football Classic, 2000. Purdue versus Wisconsin. And that is where Drew Brees threw for 274 yards and two touchdowns and became the Big Ten career passing leader. So a lot of great stuff to look at on the Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics coming up this weekend. Good stuff. We do that. We take a look at that every Thursday here on Lockdown Big Ten. Hope you enjoy that. Well, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. You everydayers out there, our next show will have the latest from Big Ten camps and the latest on the Ohio State Buckeyes athletic director, Gene Smith, announcing his retirement effective next summer. And I want to invite you to keep a lookout. I'll give you a, a when we make a, when we find a date, we'll make an announcement here. You can look for our uh, Lockdown Big Ten roundtable where I got together with a bunch of locked on uh, hosts from various schools around the big 10. And we previewed the upcoming season and all the issues and expansion and everything. It's the ultimate college football preview with lockdown big 10. So keep an eye out for that. And I will give you the dates uh, as soon as that becomes available. Many ways in the meantime, for you to interact with me, don't forget on Twitter at talk big 10. You can uh, make comments and leave them behind here on uh, on YouTube as well. I get to those. Be sure to subscribe. We'll, we'll get to 2,500 thanks to you guys. Keep subscribing. It's free. Follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And I also want to invite you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, which I was a guest on just a couple of days ago. You might want to check that out. It's all the latest on everything else going on in sports. In the meantime, I invite you to have a great day. Thank you for checking us out. Can't wait till we meet again. I'm Craig Scheman on Locked On Big Ten.